0: Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Wichita's Train History and What Might Be Next. I'm Tom Schein, and welcome to the range.
2: Support for the range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
1: Coming up, how rebuilding a plane could revive the story of Wichita's greatest military hero. Not only are we really honoring him, but the airplane that we're working on down here The first passenger train in Wichita's history arrived in 1872, two years after the city was incorporated. About 100 years later, the last one left, for good. Kylie Cameron explores the city's long rail history and why there's still hope that passenger trains could return to Wichita. So this
0: is 3768, our largest piece of equipment here. It's a steam locomotive built in the late 1930s. And it was built to haul passenger trains.
2: At the Great Plains Transportation Museum in downtown Wichita, Drew Meeks gives a tour of the facility and its equipment. The museum is across the street from Union Station, where several passenger trains used to pass through every day. But Wichita hasn't seen a passenger train since 1979, according to Meeks. The nearest station is now 25 miles north in Newton, and the pickup time there... 2.45 in the morning.
0: The railroads also always made their money off of freight, more so than passenger. There's an old saying that freight doesn't complain.
2: It wasn't just Union Station that picked up rail passengers before the turn of the century, but several other stations that were dotted around near what is now downtown. But even then, according to Wichita State History Professor Jay Price, Wichita was more of a feeder line to other larger rail systems.
3: If you're a betting person in 1871, you'd be wise to bet on Newton or Hutchinson or another city on the direct rail line, one of the bigger transcontinental lines.
2: As automobile traffic grew and air travel became more accessible, traveling by train became less popular. That led to the creation of Amtrak in 1971 which separated freight train service from passenger. Drew Meeks says some passenger train carriers in Wichita decided not to join the program, and that ultimately led to the demise of passenger service in the area.
0: Amtrak chose only to keep The service in Wichita that ran from Chicago to Texas during some cuts in the late 70s was eliminated in favor of another route through St. Louis and Little Rock.
2: Service from Texas to Chicago through Wichita could make a comeback after years of advocacy from local and federal governments. With grants coming from the Federal Railroad Administration, Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Meitzner says Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas are likely to be awarded that money.
0: The history of St. Amtrak is just a boondoggle and it just serves the East Coast and this and that. That's been changed.
2: The local governments will find out later this year whether the money to restart the service will be awarded. And Meek says some people in Wichita are eager to have it back.
0: We have visitors here. They always talk about how nice it would be.
2: While trains may not be the most accessible mode of transportation to get to and from places... There's still a certain way everyone we talked with describes being on board one.
0: There's a romantic element to it, and there's a romance to it. There's a lot of romance about train riding. Vacation started the minute you stepped on board. Even though it was in the middle of the night in Newton, Kansas, it was fun.
2: For The Range, I'm Kylie Cameron.
1: You can read more of Kylie's story at kmuw.org. The story of the greatest military hero Wichita ever produced has become a casualty of time. Erwin Bleckley was one of just four aviators to win the Medal of Honor during World War One. But other than a street bearing his name and a small monument on the grounds of the Dole VA Medical Center, he's virtually forgotten in his hometown. Greg Zerker says he and his friend Doug Jacobs can't understand
3: why. Doug and I are in this have been following Irwin Doug a little longer than me for Quarter century or more because we're inspired by him, by what he did, and always has and always will inspire us. And Doug and I have thought, I mean, for five years, how come nobody else has seen what we see?
1: Zerker and Jacobs are working on a project that will allow everyone to see. They are board members of the Bleckley Foundation, which is restoring a vintage DH 4 Haviland. It's the same model Bleckley was flying in when he and pilot Harold Gettler were killed in October 1918. Zerker says the Foundation wants to honor Bleckley by creating a memorial inside Eisenhower National Airport that will include the plane and a statue of Bleckley.
3: All we are doing is taking care of unfinished business, and we're going to finish it with a lot of help from a lot of people.
1: Bleckley was a teller at Fourth National Bank when he joined the Kansas National Guard. He enlisted in June 1917, weeks after the U.S. joined the war. He trained as an artillery officer, but when he arrived in France, Zerker says the Army Air Service was looking for volunteers. And his parents
3: weren't around to say no.
1: He became an aerial observer. He flew in the back seat of the plane, mapping enemy positions and helping coordinate artillery fire. In October 1918, his squadron was dispatched to help locate what became known as the Lost Battalion. Nearly 700 U.S. soldiers were surrounded in the Argonne Forest and were running out of supplies. Bleckley's plane made one pass through a forest ravine to try to resupply the troops, and it was shredded by German gunfire. But when they landed, Bleckley and Gettler said they wanted to try again. Here's Doug Jacobs. The commander said, if you go back, it's a suicide mission. You may not come back. And that's when Irwin went to his tent and wrote his his will again before he went back on that second flight. They thought they probably had good chance of... Not returning,
3: but they were so dedicated to save these guys.
1: Geller was killed by enemy fire. Bleckley suffered fatal injuries when the plane crashed into the French countryside where his remains are buried. He was 23 years old. His Medal of Honor was awarded to his parents during a ceremony in 1923 at the Wichita Forum. Even though Bleckley died more than 100 years ago, Greg Zerker says it's the way Bleckley lived that needs to be remembered.
3: It's what was bred into him that led him to volunteer for that second fatal flight. The ethics and the values that were instilled in him by his parents and his pastor made him do what he did to volunteer for that second flight. And so I reference the biblical verse John 15 I think it's John 15:13 Greater love has he than he who lays down his life for his friends. To me that speaks of Irwin.
1: You can read more about Irwin Blackley and the Blackley Foundation at (music) KMUW.org. And one last thing. Nearly everyone is familiar with O'Hare Airport in Chicago, but few people know it was named for Edward O'Hare, the first naval aviator during World War II to win the Medal of Honor. Luke Air Force Base near Phoenix is named for Frank Luke Jr., a Medal of Honor winner and pilot from World War I so it's fair to say that Wichita has some catching up to do to celebrate native son Irwin Bleckley. Most Wichitans don't know his story of courage and sacrifice, which is a shame. On his fateful mission, Bleckley is said to have told his commander, we'll make the delivery or die in the attempt. Creating a more prominent memorial to Bleckley seems like the least we can do. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Jonathan Huber, Carly Cooper, Beth Goulet, Jenny Anima, and Lou Ann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torin Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of the range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Schein, and this is KEMUW, NPR for Wichita.